Harland Highway to Houston. Houston, we've got a problem. We've got Houston. This is the Harland Highway. We've got a problem. No, we don't have a problem. We're going to have some fun is what we're going to have. This is the Harland Highway podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. I'm your host, Harlan Williams, and we're going to have some fun today. Oh, man, we got a crazy news story today that will just make you laugh. It's so ridiculous. Only in America. I won't even give you a hint. Just just tune in for the crazy news story today. Also, uh, later, the Harland Highway question of the day, where I ask an important question that could be conceived as a little bit conceited or a little, uh, a little bit of self-glorification. And just a little bit of a forewarning, it does bleed into the political arena a little bit. It has something to do with the conclusion of the Mueller report, the collusion report. It's something that's big that we've all lived through through two years. So don't be a baby and get mad at me for talking about politics, okay? This has been like hanging over all of us. And so it's part of the Harlan Highway question of the day. Also, President Clinton phones in to talk about the question of the day. He calls in to kind of go after me about the Mueller report. So wait till you hear that. And then uh, a little bit about springtime coming up, just to keep a little freshness in your underpants. We're going to talk about spring right here on the Harlan Highway. Do you know my name? It's on the marriage certificate. I've never seen you before in all my life. Hold on to your airbag. The heartless, heartless monsters. All of you through and through. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Oh, yeah! When you see a fallen star, that means a witch has just died. You clumsy idiot. The Harland Highway. All I want is to hear people say something again and to see people moving again. I'm Floyd Bernie, the rockabilly boy. Don't you understand? You're listening to Harlan Williams. I can't be your daughter. I'm a machine. Man, you've been dead a thousand years. Why, George, I think he's got it. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harlan Williams. What's up, Doc? Mister, you're going to lose. You're going to lose right now. Don't leave me here. Spring is in the air, and it's rising like a sun. I don't even think those are the words, but spring, spring is creeping into the air. Can you feel it? Can you smell it? Oh, doesn't it feel nice? Spring is is such a, a nice time, man. It's just warm and fuzzy, and it's like swallowing like warm toffee or something. It just kind of gets you charged up and fired up and you can see the flowers popping. And Most dudes, I don't think most dudes walk around thinking about flowers, right? Most guys, I don't think, walk around going, oh, look, the azaleas are coming in. Oh, the bulbs are blooming. Oh, my God, are those lilies? But uh, no matter how macho you are, bros... Um, take a moment. I'm, I'm urging you as a fellow dude, a, a straight heterosexual dude, take a moment to appreciate les fleurs, as they say in French, the flowers. They are intricate things. They are beautiful things. Imagine something growing in colors like purple and yellow and green and orange and 
red and black and yeah. Imagine if human beings grew in the colors that flowers achieved. It's pretty spectacular. You just, you just take flowers for granted. You're like, oh, a flower. Look at that, a flower. Whoopie doo. What what's the big deal? A, a yellow and orange exotic flower. But go go up like it's spring. Like be interested in flowers. Like I know it sounds like you know oh, it's something I pass every day, man. Well, don't make it something you pass every day. If you, here's here's my homework assignment to you, and this this will help you have an appreciation for life. I hope this is something you carry with you for the rest of your days. Okay. Instead of just going, oh, look, a flower. I want you to, if you're walking out to work, you're walking to work, you're on your lunch break, you're rushing to the subway, wherever you are, now that it's spring, the next flower you spot, I want you to take a moment, okay? Take 60 seconds out of your terribly important day, your your busy life, where every second you live matters or the world's going to stop. I'm being sarcastic, but just take a minute, take 60 seconds and stop right in front of a flower and connect with the flower. Okay. I know you're thinking, what the hell's wrong with Harlan? Is he stupid or something? No, this will help you get balanced. Okay. I want you to stop in front of that flower and I want you to touch it touch the petals. Do you, do you remember the last time you touched the silky petals of a flower? Do you know do you know how what a unique sensation that is on your skin? There, there's nothing that really feels like a flower petal. Even velvet. I, th- I think a flower petal outdoes velvet. And then I want you to stare into that flower. Look at the petals and then look at the intricate innards of the the sternum and and and, and whatever else is in there. I'm not a, a, a florologist or a botanist. But take a look inside at all the, all the little stems and the little things and the, little, the small little protrusions and the little growths and the, the dust, the pollen dust and the, and the fibers. and the, Just look inside. Bend down and look closely at the intricate workings, the makings of a flower. Each flower is a miracle. Just stare at it and marvel for a minute. For 60 seconds, forget about your stock market and your girlfriend and your your Uber and your, your, your office and your Starbucks and all your bullshit. Yeah, I said it. I said bullshit, bro. And for 60 seconds... Study this flower. Just look at it. Look at the pieces, the, the the beauty, the intricacies, the delicacies of it. The, the sniff it, sniff it, touch it, and sniff it, and and get down close and look in it. And if you can, don't force it. But if you can, marvel at it. Think about it. Like just don't go. Okay, so I'm looking at a fucking flower. So. Think about what you're looking at. Ask yourself questions. Why? Why is it like this? What? What is that little thing? What? Why does it bend that way? Why? Why does it have these things in the middle of it? Why? Why does it only have four petals instead of five? Why does it smell like this? What? Just be, just be marvelled by something that is so intricate and and beautiful and and unique. And I think in doing that, you, you, you'll, you'll stand up after that minute and just go, 
you know? That was kind of cool. I, I diverted my mind from the busy world of mankind just for 60 seconds. And I got immersed in this little miracle of nature that was right here in front of me, out in public. And I thought about something that was not connected to my needs, to my goals, to my rat race. I just shut everything off for 60 seconds and thought about a flower. I absorbed the flower. I connected with the flower. I communed with the flower. I touched the flower. I interfaced with the flower. Just try that. That's your homework assignment. And I'm going to guarantee, I'm not going to guarantee, but I have a feeling it's going to make you feel really good. If you can dedicate one minute out of your 24-hour day, one minute, and I, I don't care if people are walking by and going, what is that guy doing? Why is he looking in that flower? Is, it, is there money in there? What, what is he doing? Like, who cares? Turn everybody else off. Pretend the flower is your baby, your child that was just born, and you're, you, you don't care who's looking or who's what. That's your baby. You stare into the eyes of that flower with wonderment. Become one with the little flower or the big flower or whatever it is. And just realize that everything in life is kind of like that. If you approach life with, with that kind of interest and that kind of looking outside of your surroundings and, and not always walking into the obvious, I think you'll have a much richer and fuller life. So in a way, this one-minute exercise is a little bit of a, a you know an exercise for you to apply to your, your, your life. And express that interest in, in all things and, and take advantage of all things that come into your point of view. Don't just, don't just glaze by everything. Don't just assume everything has a name and a title and you, you understand it and you, oh, there's, there's a car, okay, there's a, there's a flower, there's a, there's a tree, there's a butterfly, there's a, there's a bird. Like, I think if you stop and absorb yourself into that flower for one minute, it, it will kind of set your brain in motion to do that more with other things. Not that you need to, but sometimes it's good. It's good when you're, you know, when you when you're having a, a a built up day, when you're feeling crushed in and you're feeling cramped and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling anxiety. Sometimes that's all you need is just to stop and shift gears and look the other way and focus on something completely out of your wheelhouse. And as silly as it sounds, that one little minute can can shift your whole attitude, your whole your whole vibe, your whole feelings. If you're having a bad day or even a good day, it can make it better or maybe it'll it'll uh, take the edge off or I don't know. Just try it. See what happens. That's that's the spring challenge here today at the Harland Highway. So I, I hope you get a chance to interface with a flower and then it brings you joy and it brings you uh, fulfillment and it fills you up with the, with the life that spring offers to all of us. So there you go. You Just when you thought uh, you're coming up on uh, summer vacation from school, there it is. I just gave you your next assignment. Happy sniffing. Have a really nice day today, folks. You deserve it. All the Harland Highway. Crazy.
crazy news stories. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're crazy. Okay, I think you're not, not, not I think you're crazy. I know you're crazy. When the headline is this, you, you, you know you're crazy. Here's the headline. Only in America, I think. This sounds very American. You ready? Here's the headline. Chaos at Walmart as woman performs karate, son exposes himself, and dog steals food, police say. Oh, my God. That's the triple whammy. I think I got to read that again. It was so, so detailed. Chaos at Walmart as woman performs karate, son exposes himself, and the dog steals the food. It's like that old nursery rhyme, the, the, the cat and the fiddle, hey, diddle, diddle. The, the, the dish ran away with the spoon. The cow jumped over the moon. It's like, it's like a three-parter. Chaos descended on a Wisconsin Walmart store Wednesday night after a karate-performing mother, her naked son, and their belligerent dog shoplifted and ran amok in the store. The Eau Claire Police Department said on social media that the officers responded to a call that a woman, Lisa Smith, 46, and her dog, Bo, shoplifted items from the store. Now, that's a, that's a good dog. That's like the new Lassie. I mean, what are the basic dog tricks? Uh, stop, roll over, shake a paw, play dead, beg. Now we got shoplifting? a boy, good boy. That's a boy. Stick stick the toaster oven under your fur. That's a good boy. Good boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steal the chocolate bars. Put the chocolate bar. Yeah. The woman's son, 26-year-old Benny Van, was causing chaos in the store as well. Oh, my God. This is just ridiculous. Police said that the uh, they went into the shop with Bo unleashed and the dog immediately went running off towards customers while the woman was pulling apart displays in the store and placing them in her cart. After being told to leave the store, the woman began showing off her karate moves in the parking lot to fend off police officers. Wow. The dog tried to flee the crime scene, albeit unsuccessfully, with a box of Jiffy cornbread muffin mix in his mouth. <laughs> oh, only at Walmart. The dog tried to... Let me read that again. You don't get this sentence a lot. The dog tried to flee the crime scene, albeit unsuccessfully, with a box of Jiffy cornbread muffin mix in his mouth. That's a new tongue twister. That's right up there with She Sells Seashells by the Seashore. Jiffy Cornbread Muffin Mix in his mouth. What the hell is going on? What? This dog sounds like it, it knew what the hell it was doing. It sound, sounds like the three of them. It's like, oh, brother, where art thou? These three, like, con artists. And this dog knew exactly what he was doing. After a brief fight with the officers, Smith was arrested. As a last-inch attempt, she tried to kick a window out of a police car. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this old whatever you want to call her, and she is rough. I mean, she looks like an old kind of beat-up old white trash-like trailer park chick. 
as you'd probably expect when, when you hear about a quote-unquote woman throwing down karate moves in a Walmart parking lot. I'd love to see what her karate moves look like. I, I wonder what the karate moves of someone inebriated on crack, opioids, and Jack Daniels at the same time looks like. You know, Bruce Lee's probably rolling over in his uh, Walmart coffin out at the graveyard. Now let's get to the sun. Forget about the karate kid over here and the, the muffin-eating dog. I mean, you got to figure if this dog can steal, knows how to steal uh, muffin mix, he's probably smart enough to go home and, and bake. I mean, you know what? You're a dog in a Walmart of, of all the food. You get, you get baking goods. You don't even grab like a steak or a piece of meat or a ham. And you, first of all, you're smart enough to, to shoplift, so you know he's going home and starting up the oven and stirring up some muffins. So here we go with the sun now. The sun, meanwhile, was getting fully naked and began exposing himself to other customers at the store. He then tried to cover himself with new clothes from the store without intending to pay for them, police said. I mean, I look, are you really moving the needle if you rip off your old old clothes at a Walmart store and put on brand new Walmart clothes? Is 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 there a difference really? Are you are you upping your game by throwing on the camouflage pants and the the t-shirt with a picture of Super Mario on it and some some uh, flip-flops made in uh, Vietnam? Out of old, uh, you know, tire rubber and a, and a fishing hat with a fishing lure on it that says, bite me. I don't know if you, you've upped the game at that point. But it gets worse. Yeah. After officers confronted Van, the naked clothes stealing guy, he threatened to run over them with his scooter prompting the police to use physical force to stop the scooter and arrest the man. So now this guy's got a scooter. I don't know if he's got one of those Walmart shopping cart scooters. Because, you know, he's got to have a place to put his old clothes once he takes off, takes them off and puts the new ones on. What kind of family is this? I guess the family that Walmart's together stays together. Not in this case. I think they all went off to jail. The mother was charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and misdemeanor bail jumping. The son is facing charges of lewd and lavacious behavior, disorderly conduct, and retail theft. The only character to get off scot-free is Bo the dog. Bo was caught by officers in the store and brought to the Humane, Associa Humane Association. The dog was not charged. We issued him a warning for the theft, police said in a statement. Okay, now the police are crazy too. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. The dog was not charged. He was issued a warning. So there you go, man. I mean, Walmart is so much more than a shopping store. It's, it's a social event. If you can get yourself to a Walmart and, and, you know, get a good deal but also catch a show, 
I mean, that's that's like a theater show right there. That's like you get your groceries, you buy your new, your new coffee table, some screwdriver sets, maybe an air mattress, some ping pong balls, a giant sack of dog food, a bicycle, a flat screen TV, and then go out in the parking lot and watch the karate naked dog show. I mean, this is like Cirque du Soleil for the low income right here. What a treat. Wow. So there you go. Karate Kid, Naked Norbert, and Bojack the Muffin Dog. All yours. Coming soon to a Walmart near you. Wow, what's that aftershave you're wearing? You high karate have to shave is so powerful. It drives women right out of their minds. That's why we have to put instructions on self-defense in every package. High Karate, the brisk splash-on aftershave that smooths and soothes and cools. High Karate, aftershave, cologne, and gift sets. High Karate, be careful how you use it. The Harland Highway, question of the day. Okay, the question of the day is, it, it gets a little political. Now, I know some of you don't like politics, but if you, if you don't like it, skip past this part. If you can't handle a little opinion, skip past it. But it, the, the, the question of the day isn't political, but it, it ends on a kind of a political note, and you'll, you'll soon understand why. Uh, the question of the day is, should you be allowed to gloat? Should you be allowed to be Mr. I told you so? And uh, if you are allowed, when is it appropriate and when is it not appropriate? And so I had a situation where, uh, you know, I've been living in this world where, uh, you know, I was one of these guys that said Trump was going to be the president from the very beginning. I was one of the guys that supported Trump. I'm one of the guys that believes in Trump and, and loves Trump and, and can see through all the, the stuff that people are saying about him, all the propaganda and all the BS. And I just look at the guy's results and what he's doing for people and for the country. And I'm talking about all races. I'm talking about all Americans, lowest uh, black unemployment in history, lowest Latino unemployment in history. Is that the earmarks of a racist to you, ladies and gentlemen? But without getting into all his policies and all that stuff and all the all the things he's done and all the things he's trying to do, despite these people trying to knock him off his pedestal since before he was even elected, um, I was uh, conv- I was continuously attacked and beset on by uh, people and my best friends, my very best, closest friends. None of them like Donald Trump. They all loathe him. They all hate him. They all despise him. They all talk about him in the same voice. And when I talk to one, it sounds like I'm talking to the other one. I hate to say it. I hate to categorize them, but I'm telling you, I'm not even making this up. When one of them speaks... I might as well be looking at a gallery of all their faces because it's the same words, the same diatribe, the same everything. I mean, the, the, the way these guys and girls have been programmed and brainwashed, it, it, it blows my mind. That's scarier than anything any politician can do or anything. 
And so as a guy who kind of sat back and, as I've said, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just a guy in the middle who likes to vote and go for the people that get the job done the best, who work the hardest, who get the best results for we, the people that voted for them, okay? I don't care if it's Obama or Hillary or Trump or Clinton or Bush or whoever it is. As long as you're kicking ass, that's my person. And in this case... If you want to put all your emotions away, all your all your conspiracy theories and all your accusations, if you want to put all that stuff away and and see the results this this president is getting despite the abuse, uh, man, oh man, you are looking at a president who is kicking ass, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry, but. I was one of these people who, right from the very beginning, not only predicting that he would want win, and by the way, I won a bunch of bets with people, and I've already made bets that he wins in 2020. I've already laid down some bets. I'm that confident. Okay? But I was one of these people right from the get-go when I heard this whole Trump won the election through Russia. Trump was hiding in alleyways, you know, He's conspiring with Vladimir Putin and Russian spies and on the internet and on Facebook. And I'm just like, what are you joking? Russia, the, the name Russia didn't even exist until Trump won the election pretty much. Nobody talked about Russia. In fact, in fact, uh, Obama was the one that said that the, the Russia uh, hostility with Russia and Russia being uh, our worst adversary was like uh, going back in time. Remember Obama when he debated Mitt Romney? He said, yeah, uh, the the Russians want their time machine back because uh, Mitt Romney made a statement that Russia was still the most dangerous adversary we had and and Obama mocked him and said he was out of touch and out of date. And so Russia, you know, we never really thought about Russia. Russia, the Cold War Russia was in the 80s maybe the early 90s, but but ever since the Berlin Wall came down, it's just been like, Russia who? But then suddenly, as soon as Trump won, all you ever heard was Russia, 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 this, Russia, that. That They called, they had the, the audacity to call uh, Donald Trump a, a, a uh, puppet of, of, the, of the Russians and a Russian spy and treasonous and and I'm just going, man, these these Dems are clearly, you know, creating this decoy so that they can divert the uh, the fickle American public from the real ty- tyranny, which is uh, as far as if I'm going to be Sherlock Holmes or Nancy Drew, it looks it looks a hell of a lot like me that the Dems are the ones that uh, perpetrated all the the treason and conspiracy and collusion. Because with them, you've got actual factual evidence and proof. And with Trump, it was all just hearsay. It was, it was made up. It was fabricated. So for two and a half years, I told my buddies, I said, guys, this, this thing's not real. This Donald Trump spy collusion Russia thing, it's, it's a big hoax. They're, they're trying to undermine his presidency. They're trying to cut his legs out from under him. They're, they're trying to make him look bad so that he can't win again. And this this Russian connection is preposterous. I mean, here's this guy who's a successful billionaire. 
He's running a grassroots uh, campaign for presidency. This guy's pretty sharp. For those of you that think he's stupid, he, outsmart, he outsmarted everybody else. He, sh- he, he got them all. Call him stupid. I'd like to see you do it. I'd like to see you overthrow Obama and the Clinton machine and the Democratic Party and the bad players inside the Republican Party and the whole system, Washington, politics, the whole house of cards. That ain't a dummy that does that. That's a smart guy, man. And so here's this guy who's shrewd. He's a businessman. He's dealt with hustlers and schmoozers his whole career. He's been on top of his game his whole career, uber successful. And you think a guy like this is going to lurk into a back alley and, hey, Mr. Trump, you want some secrets? You want to work with Russia? We help you get the election, okay, Mr. Trump? How is is Russia going to help? Even on their best day, trying as hard as they could, how does Russia influence you as a listener to go into a voting booth and go, gee, I saw this thing on Facebook. The Russians are saying I should vote for Hillary. I better, oh, wait, no, they, the Russians think I should vote for, I better do what the Russians want. The Russians, who I, I haven't heard their name uttered in, in 20 years since the Berlin Wall, but all of a sudden, Hillary and the gang are telling me the Russians are here. I mean, it was just so preposterous. So, so I told my friends, and, and it's so shameful that the media ran with this. What a bunch of dopes. I can't believe what morons the media are, right? And so I warned all my buddies. I said, guys, hate Trump if you want to hate him, okay? You clearly want to hate him. Like For all the, all the reasons that the media kind of steered them to hate Trump, they all fell in line. They all, they all took the bait. They all snapped at the lure as it was skimming across the top of the bullshit, lake bullshit. And I said, hate Trump all you want, but all all I'm going to say to you guys, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not telling you who to like. But what I'm going to tell you, because you're my friends, I say, be very careful of being duped. I'm looking out for you. Don't be conned. Don't be brainwashed. Don't be pulled into someone else's narrative. Don't become part of the cult. Don't, don't Don't do someone else's bidding. Don't let them put a seed into your head, a preposterous seed, and let it blossom. You're all too smart for this. I mean, all my friends are high-functioning, successful people in, in their fields. There's not a bum or a dummy in my whole group of friends. They're all very smart and sophisticated in their own way and successful. And But yet here I was, I was sitting back watching these these brilliant, wonderful people, these dear friends of mine who I love and adore and I still do, I was watching them all just get dragged along into this whole narrative and I'm, I'm like, I, I, I just kept telling them, you know, they'd send me texts all the time. The, the, the reason I'm saying am I allowed to gloat is because these friends of mine uh, attacked me on all sides. It was like, you ever hear that term, the circular firing squad? Well, I was in the middle I had like a, I was the donut hole and I had my, all my friends, my best friends around me. Oh my God. They're sending me texts. What's wrong with you? Are you stupid? This and that. Blah, blah. There were even some things said that, that I almost was thinking I might have to end this friendship, but because I'm bigger than all that. And I'm, I'm wiser to a degree when it comes to my friends, I knew that they were being 
caught up in the storm of emotion. I knew that they were being pulled along following the shiny object and that I was, I was someone that stood in the way of how they were being programmed. And so I became the, uh, the butt end of, of their kind of lashing out. And I was the guy that, that they, they said, well, he likes that horrible, traitor, racist, mahogenist, whatever the term is, you know. Let, let's attack him. And so I was able to see it for what it was and go, okay, these are my friends and they're coming at me, but I understand the psychology of why they're coming at me because they hate Trump and they can't attack Trump, but here's a guy that likes Trump, so let's attack him. And so they came at me pretty aggressively in some cases and and, uh, pretty hard. But fortunately for me, I'm good at going back and forth with this stuff, and I kind of enjoy it. I even told them that. I said, guys, just so you know, I kind of like the banter here. I said, I I like the back and forth. I like that you guys are coming at me. And I said, you know what I really like, too, is that I'm telling you at the end of every every confrontation, every every text or every argument or every debate, whatever you want to call it, at the end of it, I always said this. I said, guys, I'm not telling you how to think. I'm just telling you to be careful. Don't be manipulated. Don't be conned. Don't be pulled into this this big, fat lie, this big, fat hoax that's being perpetuated on the people. I said, be very careful. Be wary. And watching the media, oh, my God, watching the media day after day after day just saying all these horrible things. And uh, you know how it's all all Mueller's going to sort it out. All hail Mueller, Mueller the Great. Mueller's going to find the truth. Mueller's going to, he's our Messiah. And then lo and behold, t- you know, two years later and 30 million of your dollars. How do you feel about that, gang? Could, could any of you use $30 million? $30 million of your money was spent on this lie, this hoax, right? And uh, and so it was just like, holy smoke. So I said, I, I kind of like this stuff. But I always said to my friends, I said, just don't be pulled into it. Be careful. The media's in on it. They're all in on it. And uh, I just don't want to see you kind of be programmed like robots. And so my point about this is at the end of it, after two years of, of being the one guy to stand up to all of it and stand up to all my friends who I still am, my friendships haven't shifted with any of these people, okay? Because like I said, I knew what I was getting into. I kind of liked the engagement. It got heated at times. It got tense at times. But at the end of the day, I knew I knew that if it was getting too much, I would just stop and say, you know what, guys, let's not talk about it anymore. But I never did, and they never did it. At the end of our conversations, I would I'd always make sure to say to those guys, I'd say, thanks for your opinion. I enjoy the back and forth. I said, I hope, you, I hope you're thankful that you have uh, your one friend who likes Trump because without me, you couldn't have these conversations, right? <laughs> so getting to the gloating thing, so after two years of this kind of barrage of kind of, uh, you know, anti-Trump stuff coming at me, yours truly. The Mueller report finally comes out. 
And then all the all the stuff that they all said and believed and thought it suddenly the air just went out of the balloon. It was over. And I know they got to be thinking, uh-oh, I've got egg on my face or whoops a daisy, right? And so I sat here thinking about it and I thought, you know, if I just took it from one friend or two friends or maybe even three friends, that's some, that's fine. I can let it go. But I took it from a lot of friends, right? And I was proud to stand up for myself and in, in a way stand up for them. I always told them, I'm looking out for you guys. I don't care who you like politically, but whatever you do, don't get conned by any politician or media or party, right? Think for yourselves. I always said to them, think for yourselves. Use your head. And so I decided after a few days after the Mueller report came out, I said, you know what? I, I went through a lot more than they did. I was the one guy standing there facing the wall of them. And so I wrote them an email, man. I wrote an email kind of in jest. It was lighthearted. But what I did is I said, I, I, I prefaced the email with a title. It said, now accepting apology dinners, flowers, gift cards, and gift baskets. That's how it started, right? And so I wrote them this email about how they were all completely wrong and how I was all completely right. And that in order to uh, get over your guilt for attacking me, your best buddy in the whole world, that I was accepting apology dinners, mostly lobsters and prime steaks. <laughs> and, and I asked them not to book anything too close together because there would be a lot of apology dinners coming in. <laughs> And so what I did is I, I did this email and I group sent it to all of them at the same time. <laughs> now you ask me, am I allowed to gloat? Am I allowed? Would you do it if you were me? I think you would. You got to, right? It's tough to stand up to the mob, man. It's not easy. It's, it's tough, especially when the mob is your friends, you know, because you got to do that delicate balance. You got to do that dance where it's like, geez, do I say something? Do I risk losing the friendship? Do I? And I always went with the point of view. I thought, you know what? If they're my real friends, they'll respect where I stand the same way I'm respecting where they stand. Because, again, I never told them what to think or who to vote for or what to believe. I just... I just said, here's my point of view, and I asked them to be careful. I was really, honestly, looking out for them, my friends. And, uh, and so I feel like I earned the right to send them that email, and I feel like I have the right to gloat a little bit. And it doesn't have to be political. The Harland Highway question of the day can be in any circumstance. It could be that you voted for a sports team to win the, uh, the World Series or the, or the Stanley Cup. Or the Super Bowl. It could be, it could be about anything. But the question is, I think if if somebody doubts you long enough, it 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 you know if it goes on for a length of time and something finally gets proven right, or you have a lot of people piling up on you, I think the answer to the Harland Highway question of the day is that yes, yes, you are allowed to gloat. And, and just be, be uh, keep this in mind, I did it in kind of a lighthearted, uh, fun-spirited way, but at the same time, I definitely, definitely got my point across and let them know uh, that everything that went down, uh, I had warned them about, and, and I, you know, I had argued with them about what was what. So there you go. Just me doing a little gloating.
And that's the Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. Wait, who? No, he's not. Get it, Roger. Don't even joke with me, man. He's he's on the line. He wants to talk. You got a Bill Clinton, the former president of the United States. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, he heard the piece. Oh, God. Is this going to be, is this going to be like confrontational? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm never one to run away. I just said it. I'm, I, I'll, I'll stand and, and, and stand behind my words. If Bill Clinton wants to talk, put him through. Oh, God, this should be good. Okay, put him through. Oh, my God. But ladies and gentlemen, ex-president Bill Clinton is calling right now. Hello, uh, Mr. President, sir. H- hello, Mr. President. Uh, hello, this is President Bill Clinton. W- wow, H- hello, Mr. President. Oh, my gosh, this is a a rare honor, sir. What, what, uh, what brings you to the Harlan Highway podcast? Well, I was listening to your your presentation there, and uh, okay, yes, and 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 what was your assessment? Well, you're a fucking idiot, is what you are, uh, sir. You're you're a, what we call a fucking idiot now. Uh, you know this this uh, for you to uh, come out here and and then say that the the Russia uh, Russian collusion and uh, all this stuff is a hoax. I mean, uh, do, do you even know where Russia is? Yes, I know where Russia is, sir. I I I know basic geography. Well, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Sir, you, you're a fucking idiot. I'll tell you that much. Sir, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm you, you want to use some words there? Are you fucking idiot? Or, uh... sir, I listen. Just because I have a different point of view on things, and uh, you know, I, I, I if I'm going to be honest, I think your wife was involved in more espionage and more controversy than anyone else. Well, yeah. You know, I have not had sex with that woman. Sir? I mean, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, my wife uh, should have been the president of the United States, the first president of the United States. We, we should have broke the glass fish tank, and she should have been the first woman president of the United States. Well, okay, in a fair fight, okay. Why not? Sure, Hillary... If she she was the first first, but 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 you gotta have a fair fight, and you you can't be using uh, you know back backdoor antics to kind of make it happen. Well, I you, you're a fucking idiot, sir. If you could not keep saying that, I I'm just I'm not I'm not against a Democratic president, and I'm not for a Republican president. I just want to see a, a system play out fairly and justly, and the best person, the person who worked the hardest to get the job. Well, you know, I got two two things to say about that. Yes, sir? Uh, the first one is uh, fucking. Sir? Uh, and the second one is uh, idiot. Sir? You're a fucking idiot. Now, Listen, you know, my, my, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. What woman, sir? 
Uh, my wife, Hillary. Sir? I mean, uh, you're a fucking idiot. Did I mention that yet? Sir, I'm not. A, just because I have a difference of opinion. And listen, I think there's some antics that went down, some things that need to be accounted for uh, on your wife's side. Uh, now that we've kind of looked under every stone and rock on the Trump side, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, from your wife's campaign, from the way she handled herself, some of the classified materials, the, the acid-washed emails, all that stuff. Well, you know, I'll tell let, let me let me tell you something about all of that stuff you just said, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, I think I can sum it up. Okay, sir. In just a couple of words, you're a fucking idiot. Sir, would you stop calling me that? I expect a higher level of of conversation from from you know the the one sitting president of the United States. Now, is there anything else you can say to add to this here? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Who? My wife, Hillary. Now, can you imagine throwing cankles in the air? Pardon me, sir? I mean, it's one thing to throw ankles in the air, but have you ever tried to throw cankles in the air? I mean... Sir, cankles in the air? Uh, uh, now, Russia. We were talking about the Russian collusion. Okay, yes, if we could keep it there, I'd, I'd like to talk about that. Now, you know, Donald Trump is the type of... Uh... <laughs> Sir? It's okay, I just swallowed a cigar. Sir? Donald Trump is the kind of shysty back alley character that, you know, I can picture him in a dark alley. <laughs> Sir! Yeah, getting secrets from the Russians, uh, asking for help to win the election, and uh, it's as plain as the nose on, on my wife's face. Sir, I again, this is all just, you're just throwing stuff at the wall, the... the there was a two-and-a-half-year investigation. There's no proof. Well, I got some proof right here. What kind of proof, sir? That you're a fucking idiot. Now, listen here, young man. Listen here, sir. I do not appreciate being called names just because I have a different opinion of things. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, what's your name again? Sir, it's Harland Williams. Let me ask you this. Uh, if if you were running for president and uh, and uh, someone approached you with some information uh, for Russian uh, involvement in uh, per perpetrating the uh, the transitional uh, you know documents for the uh, for the you know the the propaganda uh, instrument, what 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 would you say to that? I don't even know what you just said, sir. Can you repeat that? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Who are you talking about? My wife, Hillary. Now, have you ever tried undressing a woman wearing an Olive Garden hostess pantsuit? I mean, this is not an attractive sight to see. Sir, if we could stick with the Russian investigation and not your personal life. Well, you know... Let's get, if you're going to be talking about Donald Trump as a leader, this, this man, I heard you say that he outsmarted all of us. He, he outwitted uh, everybody. Well, uh, he did outwit uh, me 
and he didn't know with my wife. Well, uh, sir, your your wife lost. Yeah. What what'd you say? I said your wife lost. He must have outwitted her at some level. You said you said she lost. Is that what you just said? Yes, sir. Hillary lost. Yeah, Hillary lost the election. What do you What do you have to say about that? Well, you're a fucking idiot. Is what I'm going to say about it. That's it. That's what I. Sir, you got to stop. But if that's your only go-to. What's my only go-to? The, the F.I. thing. What, a fucking idiot? Sir, please. Is there anything else you can say? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. What woman? My wife, Hillary. Now, can you imagine having... Sir, I don't want to know about your bedroom activities with your wife. Now, I appreciate you calling. I understand that maybe my point of view does not, you know, jive with your point of view, but I, I, it's like I say to all my friends, I respect your point of view, and you're entitled to say whatever you want. Now, if there's something you want to say that uh, discounts everything the Mueller report says, then by all means, if you have information that he do- doesn't have, please tell us right now. Well, I- you know, funny you should you should mention that because I do have a couple of pieces of information that uh, Inspector Mueller didn't have. Okay, what are these couple of pieces of information? Well, one, you're a fucking sir, and two, you're an idiot. And you put them together, and the conclusion of the Mueller report is you're a fucking idiot, sir. I'm not going to sit here and be b- bullied and browbeaten. By you with your foul language. Now, if you want to have a serious debate, I'm willing to do that. But otherwise... You're a fucking idiot. All right. You know what? I'm done. Roger, I'm done. Sir, is is there anything you want to say in closing? I'd like to close Hillary's legs. What did you say? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Who? Hillary Clinton. Zachary Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Who? You said Hillary Zachary Clinton. Oh, my Christ. There's another one? No, you said it's Hillary Rodham Clinton. What? Don't you talk about my wife like that, you fucking idiot. No, you said Hillary Zachary Clinton, and I said Hillary Rodham Clinton. How'd you know about her twin sister? Now, listen here, you fucking idiot. Sir, I've had enough. Goodbye. You're a fucking idiot. Sir, hang up. God! What, Roger, what the hell is that? I try to have a... I'm thinking I'm going to have a great conversation with a former sitting president, and I get that? He just calls me an effing idiot? I tell you, man, it's not easy being me. It's not easy being me. God! God! Go to a commercial. Jeez. You know what? I, I think we let it go right there, Roger. I just that that was kind of like like abuse right there. God, why? I just see that's what I mean. It's it's tough when you when you when you're not with the program when you're not going along with what everyone else says. It's like people just lash out, man. That's that's what I deal with. So so I guess it you know it's okay to gloat a little bit. 
Yeesh. Well, if you'd like to gloat to your friends that you came to one of my stand-up comedy shows, which I know you'd love to do, yeah, check it out this weekend. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. Right in the heartland, right in the old bread basket, baby. Cincinnati, Ohio at the Funny Bone. (coughs) Oh, God. I think I just swallowed a cigar. Uh, April 26th and 27th, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Cincinnati, Ohio. And then the following weekend, oh, my God, check it out. Check it out. I haven't done shows for a long time in Las Vegas. But Jimmy Kimmel just opened a brand new comedy club and they asked me to kind of do the opening of it. So the following weekend, May 2nd through the 4th, or through the 5th actually, I'm going to be at uh, Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh yeah, baby. It's at Caesars Palace. Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club at Caesars Palace, May 2nd through May 5th, okay? All the tickets are online at uh, harlowwilliams.com. And then the following weekend, May 10 and 11. (coughs) God, excuse you. I am in Washington, D.C. at the brew house or the ale house or something like that. It's it's on the website. I can't remember the name because it's a new club for me. May uh, 10 and 11, Friday and Saturday. And then the following weekend... I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Improv, May 16 through 19. So that's a pretty busy month for me, man. Good golly, Miss Molly, May is popping. So go to harlowwilliams.com and let me know. Uh, don't let me know, but let the let the website know that you're coming to the show. You can order your tickets and bing, bang, boom. Also, uh, check out my Instagram. It's at Harland Williams. I just posted the fourth episode of the little mini movie that me and Tom Green shot on a tropical remote island somewhere. I can't tell you where, but these minute-long movies, it's like a series. Each episode leads to the next, and it's a, a story about me and Tom Green. Our plane crashes, and these two idiots wash up on the shore and try to survive in the tropical wilderness. And just posted the fourth episode tonight, so you can go in and watch the whole story. You can click on all four and get caught up in four minutes. That's the beauty of Instagram. Each episode's only a minute long. So in four minutes, you can binge watch the whole series in four minutes. And by the end, the whole sh- the whole movie's 17 minutes, so it's 17 episodes. Every week I put out a new episode, so get on my Instagram and follow and get that uh, free comedy coming your way. It's a fun little series me and Tom shot. Um, so there you go. That's it for now, ladies and gurgle blargans. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're down to just a few more episodes to go till we wrap it up here, man. Wow, it's kind of sad. But we're going to make it as fun and as cool as we can as we get close to the end here. Um, And speaking of the end, that's it for today. I hope you had a good time. Thank you so much for being here on the Harland Highway. You are loved. You are so loved. And until next time, chicken. Chow me, baby. Well, I'm up. Yeah, yeah, fuck.
fucking idiot is what I'm going to say about it. That's it. That's what I'm 